And we are live. Welcome back to the Content Swap Podcast. You are joined by Parker and... Aaliyah. And if you are new to the Content Swap Podcast, this is a podcast in which we assign each other a piece of content at the end of every episode, engage with that content for the week. That could be a movie, TV show, game, book, anything really. And then we reconvene on this podcast and we talk about our thoughts. So before we jump into those, we like to provide a little news life update on what kinds of things are going on with us. So if you'd like to skip ahead to the content, feel free to check out the timestamps provided in the description for on whichever platform you are listening to this on and skip ahead if you'd like. And with that, let's go ahead and take it away. So it's been two weeks since we last recorded Last week was Thanksgiving, so oh, yeah. quite a lot has happened since our last episode. So, honey, what would you like to update the people on? Um, I don't think I've like watched. Well, bear with me. I have caught a cold, so my energy's a little low. I'm feeling pretty crummy, but um, and also my I feel like my memory is just like not there right now. I don't think there's anything that I watched by myself. However, we've watched a few new things. So we watched Blue Beetle. Mm-hmm. And, um, Great movie. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. I thought it was really cute. And I don't really like the DC things. Um, so I was kind of surprised, but I enjoyed it as much as I did. Yeah, there's a lot of emphasis on the characters, and I was in tears. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, it got me, it got me emotional. Me I was like, DC, yeah, DC can't make me feel anything. What do you mean? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that was great. It was very refreshing. Yeah, it was good. Um, we also watched the Squid Games reality show, which we've seen the first half. Yeah, the first half. Yeah, I both of us were like why did they even do this this feels such like in poor taste like do they not understand the show like the premise of the show who would sign up for this and then we watched the first episode just because we needed to put something on the tv and we got hooked (laughs) yeah we got very hooked we 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 finished watching it yeah like the they only had the first half out at that time at the the current time of recording the rest of it i think it's finished but we haven't watched it yet but yeah that day we watched watched everything that they had we stayed up till like 1 a.m watching it and it's so funny because my my best friend had come over at the time uh and so she started it with us and like she had some other thoughts of like why did they do this why did they put this together and then like that next day she was like girl i stayed up all night finishing that i was like so did we yeah (laughs) it's invested it's it is very investing yeah that being said i still feel the same way oh yeah (laughs) i'm like like why did they do this yeah it Uh, makes no sense to me all all of the talk of all the issues that were going on when filming the first game where it was like below freezing it took them nine hours to film everybody's freezing cold you can see it watching the first episode yeah so yeah would have been great if they had done better preparation on that i think that's like the biggest red flag of the whole thing but everything after that you know we haven't heard any kind of similar types of complaints on that stuff and i would say like 
everything after that is really where the show gets interesting. So yeah, I saw this TikTok though, and it was this girl who was like, I mean, it sucks. Like, it sucks that you know people were cold and and you know they had that experience but at the same time she was like you don't sign up for the hunger games and then complain because (laughs) like she was like what did like what did you expect and i was like i mean she's kind of yeah point they weren't (laughs) they weren't being forced to be out in the cold to i mean some of them you know that like they would get out and they had to lay down and then it's freezing cold yeah and i imagine it kind of sucked for those people yeah but those that were still in yeah. you know it is your choice to to stay in <laughs> I'm like, but yeah nine hours is a really a long, long time. time to be doing that girl that. in that squat yeah oh mm-hmm. anyway but yeah so it was it's interesting i feel the maximum cognitive dissonance as I watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to support this, but at the same time, what's going to happen? I need right. to see it. And as soon as we pick it back up again for that second half, you know we're going to be know. watching it. I know. We're going to be binging it. I know. I until know. it's done. I know. It's so bad. Anyway, so that was that. And then last thing I'll update is, um, actually, you know what? So okay, what I was what I was about to say was we today we watched Candy Cane Lane. Yeah, the new Eddie Murphy comedy yeah. Christmas comedy. Yeah. on Prime Video. Yes, and I actually really enjoyed it. I loved it a lot for I, a Christmas movie. You know, like I mean, obviously, Christmas movies have very low standards for me. Well, okay, there's two different tiers of Christmas movies. I thought it was a, like I thought it was very okay. I see. I have two different tiers of Christmas movies. There's like you know your classic christmas movies where it's like nothing will nothing will ever be home alone like nothing will ever be the same kind of quality as like the santa claus like that just doesn't exist nowadays i think a a movie of that caliber could be made we just don't (sighs) anyway what what were you gonna say yeah there's there's your your nostalgic movies that like nothing can ever be that and then you have like your modern day movies that it's like and maybe it's because i'm older so like these movies are maybe targeted towards a younger audience. And so for me, they feel really cheesy and corny and like kind of dumb. Uh, but I'm sure for the Yeah, most of them are. I mean, yeah. we are literally about to start talking about a cheesy holiday movie yeah. that I think perfectly. But that's not for kids. Encapsulates that. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. No, not for kids. Yeah. Well, ours is like a Christmas rom-com. But right. Which is a whole different thing. Right. Sure. That's a sure. whole different. Okay. Okay. Another tier. <laughs> but um. But yeah. So like these these kind of newer contemporary movies that are like for families to watch together. Like I just oh, I just don't enjoy them. Like Christmas Chronicle. I know so many people really love that movie. I don't. I don't care for it. I don't know what it is. I thoroughly enjoy Christmas Chronicle. Yeah, the kids. It's get very on, corny, but the kids Kurt get Russell on my nerves. It. I do love Kurt Russell. See, I love. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I love Kurt Russell, and I love that like Goldie Hawn is in it. I think that's yeah. super cute. They got Kurt Russell for the adults, and then they got like really stupid child stuff for the children, and it's perfect. But the kids ruin it for me. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, just. <laughs> You're overthinking it. But what I'm saying is this movie is like, it's like that same caliber of corniness, of like cheesiness for the kids. I did like the kids more in this. Yeah. Yeah. It's like there, I didn't dislike anybody. I didn't find anyone really annoying. I thought it was just like cute, you know, overall. So like to me, this is better than Christmas Chronicle. And maybe 
maybe I'm biased because it was also like an all black cast. And so like that felt meaningful to me. That's fair. <laughs> and so like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I really, I enjoyed it a lot. If I was to get deeply analytical about it, I would say that Christmas Chronicle just has a very clear, straightforward story that doesn't kind of like require any kind of leap in your imagination. And I felt like Candy Cane Lane was doing some stuff that I was like, really? Like, what is going on right now? Like, why why is nobody freaking out about this kind of event happening like at their local high school? Whereas you watch yeah. Christmas Chronicle and they, they see Santa doing magic and people are like freaking out. And it's like, okay, I can buy this. You know, I feel like this is a story that is actually happening to these characters. Whereas watching Candy Cane Lane, I was like, no, I'm just watching a dumb Christmas movie. Perhaps. But I also feel like Christmas Chronicle is something that's been there, done that. You know what I mean? Like Christmas Chronicle, it's like, oh, no, something's wrong with Santa's magic. We need these kids to like help him with his magic and like get things going again and like bring back Christmas spirit. Blah, blah, blah. It's, Kurt, is, like, it's just done. it's it's, it's <laughs> Kurt Russell as Santa Claus. That's that's what makes the movie. That's really the only thing I like about that movie. Yeah. But it does so much for me anyway. Well, yeah, I feel like this movie was like innovative. I liked that they had like these little ornaments that moved. I thought that was really cool. Like the visuals of it. I liked that it was centered around. Yeah. I liked that it was centered around the song 12 days of Christmas. And like, that was a part of the plot. I thought that was something different that we haven't seen before. I did like that. Yeah. And I don't know. It was just Santa really wasn't like the focus of this movie. No, no, no. Which was nice. Yeah. (laughs) Well, if you're into it, if it sounds interesting, go check it out. Let us know what you thought. Yeah. Um, the last thing I wanted to update was something that I did engage with, uh, independently, which was a book that I read called time to shine, uh, which I thought was probably, it fits so perfectly with our, the assignment you gave me this week, which was Yuri on Ice, which we'll get to later. Um, but it's basically a like hockey romance and set kind of around Christmas time. And it was just so good. I 10 out of 10 recommend it is very spicy, very, very spicy. Um, and yeah, I just, I absolutely loved it. Wow. So, what was the name again? Time to Shine. And who's the author? I have no, Rachel, Rachel something. You gotta, you gotta give the author their credit. I know, I know. Um, let me pull it up real quick. Uh, the author is Rachel Reed. Rachel Reed. So yeah, 10 out of 10, check it out. Uh, you all know I don't give <laughs> rom-coms a 5 out of 5, but this might get a 4.5 five out of five which is like probably my highest rated rom-com wow yeah okay so i really liked it and like i said it was a perfect match with like yuri on ice it really got me into the mood of ice sports romance lgbtq romance i was like yes just really hearkening in the 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 winter time for you yeah just bringing it in yep all right cool that's all how about yourself nice um yeah my update for this week is yeah pr- mostly just focused on the content that we or that i have been engaging with so uh yeah thanksgiving was great we got back i started picking up alan wake 2 again earlier this week and i'm almost done with it i'm hoping to finish it either you know tonight or later in the week I'm hoping to finish it before the Game Awards, which is on Thursday, December 7th. It's up for the most awards 
at like it has the most nominations of any other game so i'm hoping to finish it before then um it's just got really great scenario writing i'm finding like the the story at first didn't really make much sense to me but then as it developed it did start to make sense and it painted like a whole picture and it just does some really cool stuff with the medium that like it's focused on telling an intricate story but it's I love games that take full advantage of the fact that like hey this is a story that would only work in this specific medium and we're gonna make that cool we're gonna make it an experience and it's it's just doing a lot of that which is really cool where I would say it falls short is in like it's user friendliness it's just got really bad user experience um just like as a player um it doesn't it it fails at being a game so to speak like very common i think like quality of life practices that games would be doing it's not very good at doing those things but it does make up for it a lot with the story so i am planning on writing a review for that uh, whenever I finish. So look forward to that on my Instagram account if you follow me there. The other game that I wanted to talk about was Gran Turismo 7. I started playing just kind of like on a whim. It was on sale and it like the sale was about to end. So I was like, okay, yeah, like I want to play Gran Turismo 7. It sounds like I've been playing Forza pretty much since Forza Motorsport 2. And I want to say that was like 2010. I've never really been a Gran Turismo person, but this new one just looked really good. We watched the movie, and that was a ton of fun. And so I picked it up, and I always kind of knew that, like, you know, it's a simulation racing game, and Forza Motorsport is also supposed to be a simulation racing game, but that Gran Turismo was just, like, a slightly step above. Uh, and I, I, for me, honestly, as somebody who's been playing a lot of Forza for the past 13 years... I, Gran Turismo is just like doing such a better job at being like a museum of car culture that is like really diving into the history of the automotive industry and just like increasing the connection between like the automotive dealers who like make these cars and the people who are like fans and appreciate those cars. Um, it's not just that you're racing with these cars or driving these cars. Like you really, if you want to, can really learn about the history or you can watch videos that have been like hand curated by the different manufacturers. The game just does, it just kind of has this like very sophisticated aesthetic, various, uh, sophisticated like music. I would say like Forza feels like a party with neon lights, uh, you know, 24 seven, that's like, Hey cars, whoop, whoop. Yeah. And Gran Turismo feels like, you know, that like jazzy cafe where you're like, Oh yes, the newest vehicle. Ooh, excellent. Excellent. Um, and that just does so much for me. I like, I really, really love that. Um, and you know, the whole like party aspect of Forza is what's kind of made me not as excited about that franchise in recent years, but this was for me the perfect time to get into Gran Turismo because now I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, cars are great. And it's like, I've always been into cars. So I'm just really excited to keep playing it. Um, the last thing that I wanted to update on was I went and saw the new Godzilla movie in a theater, Godzilla Minus One. And I gotta say, I highly recommend it for anybody 
that might be interested in watching it. I will say, like, even if you're thinking to yourself, eh, Godzilla, like, I've seen a, a million of those, uh, I would still recommend you go see it because it is a totally different type of Godzilla movie. It's really focused on telling the story of specific characters at a specific time and really just emphasizing their struggle and you get so connected to them and then it's like oh godzilla like that sucks i wish they didn't have to deal with that um you just you just really like you just really feel for them it's like a it's the story of these people first and then a godzilla story second and it's just really well done really well made it's got fantastic music i really recommend it it's unlike any other monster movie i've ever seen i actually like teared up watching it which i've i don't think i've ever teared up watching like a big franchise blockbuster type of movie um and this movie's not really trying to be like a big franchise movie it's just trying to tell this specific story because it's just it's very self-contained like you can watch it and from beginning to end and it's like that is the story of this movie it's it doesn't need to go be like a million different uh movies all in one like it's not building towards some team up avengers level threat movie later on it is just like this is the story this is the movie and you only have to worry about this and that's just such a refreshing excuse me such a refreshing thing uh, to be seeing at the movies right now. Uh, I mean, we loved Blue Beetle, but even that like is building towards something. So, yeah. Anyway, really recommend it. Uh, and that's my update. You also had your 30th birthday party this past weekend. I did. I had my 30th birthday party yesterday. I my birthday hasn't happened yet. It will. It's on the 6th of December. So. This episode's coming out on the 5th, uh, so by the time this is out, it still won't have been my birthday yet, but we did celebrate my birthday uh, last night with some friends, went to a brewery, had some beers, had some pizza, uh, went to a local arcade, had some cake, did the song, which is, you know, appreciated and fun. Uh, Thank you to everybody that showed up, if you're listening. Um, yeah, no, it was just a really, really good time. And it felt like, you know, a fifth grader's birthday party. And I loved everything about that. Um, I'm usually pretty low key about celebrating my birthday, at least like in my later twenties. Um, so it was, it was, it was fun to, to, you know, go back to a, a classic style of birthday as a child would have at the age of 30 um it was kind of you know it was was fun for that reason it's like hey i'm still youthful even though i'm getting old i didn't tell you this when i was ordering your balloons because i ordered your balloons in advance online and i was like looking through the party store stuff and i almost got you like super mario brothers plates and napkins and like they had these like fake mustaches oh that would (laughs) have been fun i know (laughs) but then i didn't but then i ended up just getting like regular plates and stuff and then when I went to the actual place to pick up your um, your like balloons and everything, I was like, oh, I like regret not getting like the mustaches and things. Let me go see if they have them. And I couldn't find them. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, bummer, whatever. But yeah, I was like, why not go? I mean, it's already like a yeah. child's birthday. Let's why not go all out? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a thought that counts. And yeah. that's very appreciated. Yeah. So I had a great time. Yeah, yeah it was, was fantastic. 
for sure. Anyway, yes, turning 30. Yep. That's something. <laughs> well, shall we dive into this week's content? Sounds good. All right. So I am up first with your assignment. So I was given a Netflix rom-com, Christmas rom-com called, or well, well, I don't know if it's a Christmas rom-com. rom-com. It's a holiday rom-com called The Holiday. So um, it stars Emma Roberts and a an Australian guy. His name's I, Luke. His Br- name is Luke. Luke Brace. I think my autocorrect corrected his last name, so I have <laughs> oh, to no. double check it. Uh, I do not remember Emma Roberts' character's name. Do you happen to remember it? Sloan. Sloan, that's right. Yeah. And the Australian guy plays Jackson. So Luke Bracey. Luke Bracey. My, uh, my phone corrected it to braces. Apologies <laughs> to Luke Braces. <laughs> um, all right, so Emma Roberts and Luke Bracey. <clears throat> So it starts with Emma Roberts. She's at Christmas with her family. Her younger brother is getting, he gets engaged at this Christmas dinner. Her sister is there, has a very loving husband. And her mom is just heckling her about finding a man because she's getting older and she needs to find a man. And her aunt is also there. And her aunt brings a mall Santa to Christmas as her quote unquote holiday. And it's just somebody to have as your date for the holidays, just to make sure that you're not alone for the holidays. So, yeah, she goes to that. She's like, well, that sucked. And she gets gifted some clothes, I believe. Meanwhile, Jackson, the Australian dude, is... He's been on a few dates with this young woman. She wants him to meet her parents at Christmas. He goes... And he has the weirdest Christmas of his life. It would be the weirdest Christmas of anyone's life, I think, because her parents are just treating him like he's their new son all of a sudden. He's wearing PJs with all of them. I mean, you know, those things aren't necessarily, like, weird. I mean, if, like, they had been together for a while and it's like, you know, maybe if they're engaged or something, like, you know, wearing PJs with the family, being treated like the new son, not that weird. But, uh, like, date three or whatever very very weird so he breaks things off with that girl and he also got gifted some pants so cockies ca- oh cat yeah ca- khakis which he pronounces <laughs> cockies almost like he's saying car keys uh so the next i think the next day or very soon afterwards both of them are at the same store at the mall trying to return the clothes that they got and they are next to each other in line they get into an argument uh, and then they both start talking about how weird their Christmases were. Then, uh, I don't know. They're just kind of talk. I don't really remember it very well, but they're just talking at that point. They bump into the mall Santa that her aunt had brought to Christmas. Her aunt's, you know, quote unquote holiday. And he's like, oh, it's a holiday. That's a terrible Australian accent. I apologize for everybody uh, who heard that just now. But uh, that, yeah, that's when she kind of realizes Sloan realizes, like, oh, you know what? I need a holiday at all the major family functions on the holidays so that I won't be alone and so that my family will get off my back. So her and Jackson decides to be – they decide to be uh, each other's holidays for New Year's Eve coming right up, right? So they pre- they proceed to do so. They have some fun. They get to know each other. They recreate Dirty Dancing, which leads to a very unfortunate incident. Watch the movie if you want to know what I'm talking about. 
And, you know, that's kind of like pretty much it from what I can remember uh, from New Year's Eve. Fast forward to Valentine's Day, though, and she is at a chocolate shop at the mall, and she bumps into her ex-boyfriend and his new girlfriend, and Jackson happens to be walking by, sees her struggling with talking to her ex-boyfriend, swoops in, pretends to be her boyfriend, and then from there, it's like, okay, yeah, you're cool. Let's be friends and be each other's holidays for all the major holidays. So then it just kind of proceeds from there. Like we've got St. Patty's Day. Did I think did they do Easter? I they did. They did do Easter. Uh, there's Memorial Day, Fourth of July. So you know, all the while, her family is very aware that Jackson is just like this holiday guy, and that he's not like a serious thing. So her mom really wants to set her up with this guy Farouk, who is like a child doctor. And at the 4th of July function with the family on the lake, Jackson blows his finger off. So they have to like go to a hospital. Turns out Farouk is there because he's doing like surgery. So I guess he's at the child hospital, but he also (laughs) works on surgery. Pediatrics. Yeah, he does pediatrics, (laughs) but apparently he also does finger surgery. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Uh, somewhere along the way, they decide, like, not to be each other's holidays anymore, and for her brother's wedding, oh, yeah, they were talking about, like, what are we gonna do for the, for the wedding? Um, which happened to fall on Labor Day. Which is falling on Labor Day, right? So, um, they have an awkward conversation, because, you know, you could tell at this point, they're starting to build a liking to each other, but they're not being very direct about it. So, they awkwardly are like, oh, we'll just go separately with our own people so sloan brings farouk and jackson goes with her aunt um i mean also to clarify jackson would be going to her brother's wedding at all because it ended up being that her uh brother and jackson were actually friends from playing golf together so uh there's that anyway she brings Farouk. Jackson goes with her aunt who had the mall Santa holiday at the beginning of the movie. And Farouk and the aunt actually end up getting down and dirty with each other. And it is very weird. Then fast forward to Halloween, their holidays again. She's like a witch or something. She ends up accidentally taking a bunch of laxatives due to her sister's mistake. And she needs to make it home before she poops herself. Um, and she's got like all of these laces and things tied up because she's wearing this very tight witch outfit anyway her and jackson make it back to her apartment then they like sleep together which like weird timing uh after the whole poopy situation i mean but. after such an intimate he like cleans her all like he like gives her a bath right. <laughs> after something that intimate like you're dating right, <laughs> you're married right, right. <laughs> so yeah then they proceed to basically sleep with each other then next morning well guess what this is a rom-com so they poorly communicate once again and they basically act like you know it meant nothing which then upsets both of them then fast forward to thanksgiving uh sloan goes to thanksgiving her aunt's holiday is just like a completely new guy he has a heart attack because everybody is fighting and it's stressing them out and so she and her aunt go to the hospital for this guy's heart attack and guess who is that man's doctor oh my god it is farouk um because i guess he is now a cardiologist as well well farouk and the aunt turns out you know there's there's some heat there and they are you know didn't leave off on the best terms but then they're like oh my god i missed you so much so like that's a thing that happens um 
Yeah. And I kind of forgot what Jackson was doing for Thanksgiving, but Sloane just really wants him back at that point. She sees him at the mall because now this is the third time that he they have bumped to into each other. He came Sorry. to Thanksgiving? Yeah. She she invited him still as her holiday, oh, okay. and but she wasn't sure. Well, they were like, oh, is he actually coming? And she was like, yes, he's coming. And then he came. And she oh, had to go to the store. That's right. And they had a big argument. They at had the a big argument. Store. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Then proceed to like Christmas time. She bumps into them at the mall. So this is now the third time in 12 months that they have bumped into each other at the mall. There's just a lot of that going on in this movie. I mean, seriously, like how often do you have to be visiting the mall to be there at the same time, three times within 12 months? That. I just—it's fast, but it's also rom-com, so it's—I guess it's okay. Um, anyway, she has this big public display where she's like, "Jackson, no, don't go. I love you. I, I'm sorry that I wasn't expressing my feelings and I was pretending like I didn't love you, but I do love you." And it's like on a microphone and everything in front of everybody, and he's like, "Nah." But then he's like, nah, just kidding. Like, I love you too. They hug it out. They love each other. And now they're together forever. The end. Wow. You went through that whole movie. <laughs> I mean, was it quick? I wasn't going to. It was not very quick. Uh, <laughs> dang it. Honestly, I was like, I think the problem here is that I was, I was going to give like a quick summary, but then I was just, it's been so long since we watched the yeah, movie. Yeah, it was a while ago. well over a week since yeah. we watched it. Yeah. So I had to write all that stuff down just to remember, remember like what even happens in this movie. Yeah. So I apologize if that was a little long-winded. Um, but yeah, I mean, there wasn't much to it altogether. It's just like, hey, uh, you know, get together uh, for all the holidays. And then, oh, turns out we like each other. And then, you know, some conflict. And then, boop, let's get together. I will say what I really liked about this movie was that the uh, the structure of the premise, like with the whole holidays, like everything is going to take place on the holidays, but then like their relationship is also going to progress over the course of 12 months. Um, it did a very good job of like mapping out these kind of uh, genre trope events that happen in rom-coms, but like just in a very like progressive uh like progressively growing the relationship um you know having like the labor day wedding where like everything kind of goes awry um it's just really well structured um like it takes full advantage of that premise very well i mm -hmm. I, I really enjoyed that mm -hmm. um and it's like, oh, yeah, then, like, Thanksgiving, like, really, like, things are going to hit the fan, but then they can get back together at Christmas. Like, I can just remember, or, uh, sorry, I can just, like, imagine being in the writer's room, putting this movie together, and just being like, oh, this is fun. Like, this is mm -hmm. kind of easy. Mm -hmm. um, it writes itself, you know? So, yeah. I mean, I thought it was cute. Like, uh, it was it was fun. F cute watch. Um. You know, I'm not ready to shout on the rooftops like, hey, everybody got to go watch the holiday. But, um, you know, if you're in the mood for a cheesy holiday themed rom-com on Netflix that you can watch pretty quickly, like, yeah, add it to your list. Mm -hmm. There's a few of those out there. But, um, yeah, put this one on the list. You won't be disappointed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, like, absolutely hate Netflix rom-com, holiday rom-coms. I think they're all trash. This is the only one that i absolutely love and i have watched a million times and it's only come out like a few years ago so i watched it a considerable amount of times considering how recent it is um 
but yeah but like you said it's just like it's so it i think it's like almost two hours but it doesn't feel like it at all like it goes pretty oh, fast is it really i think so it goes like really fast and i don't know it's just yeah it's just it's it's fun it's yeah fun to go through all the holidays and see what happens for each one and yeah i don't know i just enjoy it <laughs> yeah i mean they have good chemistry yeah it was i will say like watching it right after thanksgiving it was a very good primer to the christmas season like mm-hmm. it really just like got me right in the mood mm-hmm. um it was pretty much like the first christmas related thing that we watched mm-hmm. yeah it's a good ease into christmas because it's not christmas focused but you got your start and your end yeah and it's like oh yeah christmas we're yeah. back here right, right. <laughs> um, christmas yeah so yeah any other thoughts before i move on to facts uh no yeah those are all my thoughts all right P- plain and simple all righty um, so like you said, multiple scenes take place in a mall. And when we watched this movie, you were like, oh, is this the blankety blank mall in some place in California? And I was like, no, it's probably some mall in Georgia. And this movie was filmed in Georgia. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> I was like, anytime there's a mall scene, I assume it's in Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> and most of the time it is filmed in Georgia. Um, so yeah, so I thought that was funny. Um, there is, so there's. That we talked about this scene where Jackson and Sloan uh, kind of have their big argument. And this is where like everything really falls apart. On what holiday? On Thanksgiving. Gotcha. Uh, and so they're at a Sprouts grocery store. And Jackson says something along the lines of like, you know, if Ryan Gosling walked in here and like offered you, you know, the, uh, the journey of a lifetime, like you would say no. Uh, because earlier in the movie on New Year's... Um, Sloan was like, oh, if Ryan Gosling walked in here and like came up to me and said she was talking about she was talking about rom-coms and like yeah, yeah, yeah. how people act in rom-coms and how it's unbe- like unrealistic. And she's like, if Ryan Gosling walked in here and like said this whole thing to me about like he, you know, wants to be with me or whatever, I would say yes. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, this is the wrong timing. Right. So she, he was referring back to that. Well, in this scene, if you look right behind Emma Roberts, there's a guy who looks just like Ryan Gosling. It's not Ryan Gosling. It's an actor named Chad. <laughs> but Just Chad? No last name? I mean, name. he has a last name. I didn't write it down. <laughs> it's an actor named Chad. Oh, you got to really emphasize Chad. <laughs> and he, he wasn't casted specifically to be a Ryan Gosling lookalike, but uh, they decided to write in the script that there would be a Ryan Gosling lookalike. And they were like, well, you kind of look like him. Let's put you in the, in the thing. He was casted for some other, he's, I think he's a stunt double. And so he was stunt doubling for the Australian dude. Um, And so, so yeah, so they put him in the background to just look like Ryan Gosling. And like people believed it. Like if you Google this movie, people are like, is Ryan Gosling in this like scene? Like <laughs> people actually thought it was Ryan Gosling. I have a pic. Do you want to see a picture? Yeah, of him? I want to see a picture of him. All right. Here's a picture of him toward in the, f- sorry, facing forward, but from his side profile. Oh, wow. Yeah, it looks, looks exactly like, like him. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Yep. I, I would have felt for that. <laughs> so yeah. So I thought that was hilarious. Um, another fun fact. So Christian, Kristen Chenoweth plays the aunt, Emma Roberts aunt. Uh, and this is her sixth Christmas movie. And I feel like every Christmas movie I watch, she's in it. The only, but then I, I looked at her IMDb page. The only recognizable movies that I've seen with her in it are Deck the Halls and Four Christmases. Uh, but she was in a bunch of other like TV, like 
holiday movies, Christmas movies. I'm assuming they're like Lifetime movies or something, Hallmark movies. Okay. Along those lines. Um, so, yeah. Last fun fact. So, um, in the Halloween party sequence of this movie, um, just sorry, Jack's, I call him Justin. Jack, Jackson. Jackson's friend, played by King Batch or whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, which like during this time he was in everything um he dresses up as a black panther but like in a full like black panther suit not like marvel black panther like an actual black panther suit right okay (laughs) he's like referring to himself as a black panther as in like wakanda black panther gotcha um and in the script they had written a bunch of lines like talking about like chadwick boseman but by the time this movie was coming out Chadwick Boseman had died, so they decided to take out those lines. Oh. Um, but mm. apparently, in the closed captioning and some of the closed captioning, it still like has some of those lines. Mm. Well, yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. Um, which I'm like, I wonder what they said. I mean, did they say? Were they like making fun of it? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why would they take it out? Yeah, it was probably. Probably nothing like too terrible, but it's yeah. just like, yeah, given the timing, it would be in poor taste, and we still want to release this movie yeah. for fall season yeah. 2020. So, understandable. Yep. Um, that's all that I have facts wise for this movie. Okay. Well, good choice. It was a good. We're we're doing Christmas swap. We we we've yet to mention this in this episode, but yeah, we. I mean, the the whole point of the next three episodes is that they're going to be like Christmas themed ish mm-hmm. or holidays themed. We're very inclusive here. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so this was, I think the perfect kickoff content for that. Yep. Awesome. Glad yeah. you feel that way. All right. Uh, moving on. Let's move on to my assignment. Yes. Cause I'm starting to feel very sick. <laughs> oh yes. Um, so moving on to, Yuri on Ice, which is what I was assigned, and it is an anime show that came out in 2016. Uh, it only has one season, and it's like 12 episodes in the season, so mm-hmm. pretty short. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the synopsis, um, this show is about a 23—sorry, words, <laughs> struggling a little bit. This show is about a 23-year-old figure skater named Yuri Katsuki. Um, who basically returns to his hometown in Japan and he's devastated because he did horribly in the finals of his previous skating season. And so he's back home. He's trying to figure out like what to do next. And one day he decides to like learn this skate routine. Uh, that is the routine of like his hero and like the best figure skater out there named Victor. And Victor's this figure skater from Russia. And so this, uh, a video gets taken of Yuri performing this program of Victor's and the video goes viral and Victor sees the video uh, and feels inspired by it. And so Victor makes this declaration that he is going to skip out on the upcoming skating season and be Yuri's coach. And so he shows up to Yuri and is like, I'm gonna be your coach. Like dust yourself off because we're gonna make you a winner. And Yuri's like, oh my gosh what (laughs) and so basically throughout the whole series we're just seeing Yuri and Victor's like relationship form they're bonding they're becoming really close they're helping each other 
uh kind of like figure out what they want to do next with their figure skating careers um and there's lots of other characters who we like see as well who are competing against yuri um and they have their own or one of them in particular also named yuri who's a another russian figure skater uh kind of has his own like relationship with victor and like has a beef because he wanted victor to be his coach based on this like promise that victor forgot about uh and but that didn't work out because of all these reasons you can watch in the show um and so yeah it's just like a really cute show about yuri going through this season this figure skating season and trying to kind of redeem himself from the last season with the help of victor so that's the overall synopsis um and so I was really excited to watch this show um, because you had watched it a while back before we even started dating and you were telling me about the show and you were like, oh, it has these like kind of like queer undertones to it. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. Um, and so when you assigned it to me, I was like, oh, yeah, I get to like watch it. And like, I'm super excited for it. And I was like, I can't wait to like see like LGBTQ romance and like an anime. And you were like, oh, well, like, don't get your hopes up. Like, it's not that like over. It's not that explicit. And boy, when we watched this, it was super explicit. <laughs> well, yeah, I no, it's <laughs> it's uh, it. No, it's um, it's they're clearly making it's clearly in your face and they're no, making reference face, to yeah. it without naming it. Yeah, they don't don't, they don't don't actually say it. Yeah, they don't say like, oh, hey, this show has like a lot of just gayness going on. Yeah, they're not. But it's like uh, just put put simply, I have no qualms about saying it like it's a very gay show. It's super, super, (laughs) super gay. But like in all of the best ways like i'm i am a very straight man i am very <laughs> i'm very like i am comfortable with my sexuality um but this is like this is a total blast to watch i i like seriously there's yeah. it's so fun i mean okay first off you're learning a ton about figure skating yeah but then like everything going on with their relationship is like it's just so heartwarming all of the different things. It's just beautiful. It's I'm, beautiful I'm, to watch. I'm taking the words out of your mouth. Uh, yeah, I. This is my absolute favorite thing you've ever assigned me. Like wow. I'm declaring that, and I don't think anything will ever top it. And I like I could rewatch this right. Like I could rewatch the whole thing right now. I loved it so much. I loved seeing their relationship. I loved seeing all the other skaters and like their relationships with like each other and I it was just so it was just so heartwarming like you said and I don't know it was just so cute and like so funny and Victor is just like the best (laughs) yeah okay so I actually have I have thoughts on Victor's character actually oh interesting well okay I I mean I I really like Victor's character I really like Yuri's character and I really like like the whole romance that they got going on and like the whole depiction of it in anime especially like in a country like Japan which is usually uh, much more subdued with its uh, treatment of LGBTQ plus relationships Uh, it's still pretty much considered to be taboo Mm -hmm. uh in japan Mm -hmm. um so uh where was it going with this where did i I, said you have thoughts on victor oh yeah okay so well i guess rewatching this i was like i totally understand 
what Yuri sees in Victor. Mm-hmm. I am not actually all that clear on what Victor sees in Yuri. He just kind of sees this video and says, hey, I'm going to be your coach, also probably your boyfriend. And <laughs> like, it's yeah. for me, Victor's like progression in the relationship is not the most mm. organic thing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, you know, if you don't think about it, like whatever, you know, it's a blast. It's very mm-hmm. fun to watch. But I mean, like, I don't know. I see. I feel like Victor, like Victor, Victor knows what Yuri's capable of. And Yuri just needed the confidence right. to be able to do that thing. And I think it took a particular kind of person like Victor who has that like vulnerable side, like who like Victor, like shows up authentically just like that's true i mean he, he shows up with a lot of emotion with a lot of vulnerability with a lot of passion and he's yeah like, he's, he is fully himself exactly and i guess he like helps yuri be exactly more of himself exactly mm. he like he gives yuri exactly what's needed because i don't think if you had someone who was very like some, a lot of the other coaches are very stoic they're very like just har- kind of like harsh like hard people and that's like not the kind of person that yuri needed as a coach and that's like not what would bring yuri to his like full potential and so like victor is like the complete opposite of that and so i, I feel like victor recognized that from the start and was like i'm the person for this <laughs> all right fair enough and maybe i'm like i'm putting my own like you know imagination into it and this could be wrong you know but like that's how i as a viewer that's what i felt yeah and so yeah okay fair enough (laughs) well i will say i will say one flaw to victor is i do think I do think at times he can be a little bit manipulative. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're actually, I'm, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I kind of forgot about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, he is at times extremely like, because he's got this dual relationship going on with Yuri where he's basically his boyfriend, but also his coach. Yeah. And he knows he needs to motivate Yuri. Yeah. But then he kind of like uses the fact that he's also his boyfriend as a way of like threatening his confidence yeah. in a way is like he toys with them a little bit yeah like just make to, sure you do good yeah. or else i won't be your boyfriend yeah. anymore kind of kind of comments like that's that's kind of and just the like, root he of never he's says saying. that he's his boyfriend like right. you're saying this because like you're like and, well, oh it's you're just a simple yeah. it's the simplest way to describe it but i i you know just want to like not put words that uh, don't well, exist yeah. in the media you know well, but yes but yes that's yeah he like he uses the fact that he knows yuri adores him he knows that yuri is just like head over heels about victor whether that's romantically or just like in admiration um and he does use that at times like like you said to kind of motivate yuri but he's like he'll like i'll he's like i'll take it all away (laughs) if you don't do this thing but still like at the core of the story the theme is like Love. love yeah yeah and that's that's very apparent in like the character progression that goes on between yeah. the two of them, mm-hmm. as well as like even Yuri's skating program, like yeah. is all centered around this idea of love. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Okay. So like maybe yeah maybe he's not his boyfriend, <laughs> but like, come on. I know. mean yes. It's not yes. it's not explicit about it, but I also you feel did read. The- 
romance. You do feel the romance. Yeah. I mean, they get, it's like, how could it not be? <laughs> um, but at this, like, this is what I was saying when I assigned it to you. It was like, yeah. yeah, they don't, they don't like explicitly kiss. They don't explicitly say like, that's my boyfriend or like, yeah. You know that they're gonna get married or anything like that, but it's like well, they do have engagement they rings. They do get and then engagement the, rings, and all the other skaters are like, "You guys are getting married, right?" And it's so cute. So it's like, come on, that's his boyfriend. What are you? <laughs> I know. All of my notes were literally me just like watching these scenes and being like, "Oh my gosh, I love this! Oh my gosh, they're wearing rings! Oh my gosh, the like other skaters think they're getting married! Oh my gosh, it looks like they kiss! Like it's like all." The these things that i was just like so happy about <laughs> yeah i also i did read that uh sayo yamamoto yeah sorry sayo yamamoto uh who's the creator of the show uh stated in a fan book that she actually she did face censorship when it came to depicting a kiss between the two characters so i, I think it's specifically there's a there's a part where Victor kind of leaps out at Yuri and it looks like a kiss, but then it kind of like pulls back in a different shot and it's like, oh no, it's a hug. But like, mm -hmm. it was a kiss mm -hmm. it, and it was supposed to be a kiss. But yeah. Yeah. They, uh, did face some censorship um, mm. in showing that. Mm. Yeah. No, I absolutely love this. I wrote down, I said, I need more. I want to see Victor skate. I want more romance. I want to see Yuri get the gold. I want to see new programs, couples routines, everything. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's a lot that can, can happen. I know. So it also does a really, really good job of teaching you a lot about figure skating. And yeah. There's all this stuff within this yeah. that I just did not know prior to watching it. Mm -hmm. So like the types of jumps that figure skaters do all have very specific names based on like, are you moving forward or are you moving backward when mm -hmm. you jump? Are you taking off of this foot? Or are you taking off of that foot? Are you landing on this foot? Are you landing on that foot? Yeah. Um, are you using your toe pick on your ice skate to help propel you up in the jump or are you not? Um, and how many turns are you doing? And they're mm -hmm. all, all of those, it's very technical. All of those yeah. things are worth different amounts of points. So like, I did do a little bit of digging into that. So, for example, the toe loop is considered the easiest of the jumps, which is one where you're moving backwards and you use your toe pick to launch you up. And the axle, which most people are heard like, you know, triple axle, um, the axle is considered the hardest jump. And that one is done not using your toe pick. And it's the only one where you launch yourself while you're moving forward. And so because you're launching yourself moving forward, that's why it's considered more difficult um, because it's just really harder to like get into that spinning motion from that stance. So apparently double, you have to do a double or a triple axle in your short program. It's like required. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they have the short program, they have the free program. The short program's a little bit shorter. The free program's a little bit longer, but they do both of them, and it's like they perform the same short and free program throughout the season. Um, so what I what I did think was pretty interesting, so like the triple axle is worth eight points, but then a triple toe loop, it, which you're spinning three times for a triple toe loop, is only worth 4.2 points. But in the show, they do a lot of uh, quads, which is a, you know a quadruple spin. So a quadruple toe loop is actually worth nine point five points. Um, so it's worth more than a triple axle, but 
you know, a triple toe loop is almost like half of a triple axle, which I guess is to really show like how nobody does a quadruple axle, you know, like that would it'd be impossible. Um, so yeah. Um, that's all my ice skating facts. Nice. This watching this made me think of so many like ice skating movies that I wanted to assign you. I was like, I was like, have you seen Ice Princess? You're like, no. <laughs> You're like, I haven't even seen I, Tanya. I was like, you haven't seen I, Tanya? Yeah. <laughs> but Ice Princess, I definitely want to sign you in the future. Yeah. Um, One note that I wrote down while we were watching is that I think this might be one of the only anime I've ever seen where it is taking place in like real life and depicting different characters of different nationalities in anime. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Like, even, um, like, we're used to seeing anime characters, and it's like, they're usually animated in a certain way to basically be like, are they white? Are they Japanese? We don't know. Um, And then it's like the occasional black character, and fingers crossed they don't depict them in a very problematic way. Um, But here, it's like, Oh yeah, that character's like clearly white. That character's clearly Japanese. That character's clearly Chinese. That one's clearly Korean. Uh, he's clearly Thai. Like it's there are these like subtle features that they're all given that, without being like tasteless or stereotypical, it's just like each character with the different nationality has like distinct style about them. That's like oh yeah, like that guy. Like, yeah, he looks like he's Korean, and I'm looking at a drawing. Um, I thought it was really impressive. And I like that they put the culture in their programs. Like, the guy who, the kid who's from Thailand, um, his music was, like, from, it was, like, a movie, like, a movie from, that was with words yeah the <laughs> a Thai so movie. It's, it's a Thai movie yeah. about a figure skater in the... The, it's a Thai figure skater and there's a song in the movie called Shall We Skate? Yeah. And he's performing to that song. And but it, kept, it's like, it was like, he it like was meaningful for him to like have this song that's like from his culture yeah. that he was skating to. And I was like, that's so cute. Yeah, he was saying like multiple figure skaters have danced to this music before, yeah. but it's never been a Thai skater. So it's really big deal for me. Yeah. And it's like, even though it's a totally fictional story like that's it's not a real movie it's not a real like you know it's not a song from a real movie but it's but they still made the song and they made Mm -hmm. this character dance to it and they provided it with this whole backstory yeah it was really cool yeah it was really cool i loved that yeah so like all of the music is original um so i will yeah i actually have a note on that um that uh well, actually, I'll get to that. I've got a certain. I've got my notes kind of ordered in a certain way. Um, I did want to comment on. So we've been watching Jujutsu Kaisen, the season two, uh, for the past few months, and a lot of people have just been joking, like, you know, Mappa, the people who animated Jujutsu Kaisen, also animated this. They also did the final season of Attack on Titan. Uh, Mappa just has this way about animating men that, like, everybody's just loving. And it's like, you know, we talk about, like, oh, these men on uh, Jujutsu Kaisen are like, oh, when they animated Aaron Yeager on Attack on Titan final season. But then it's like, you know, then we watch Yuri on Ice, which was made in 2016. It's like, you know, they've always kind of just always been doing that. What do you mean? Like, like they've always just kind of been 
drawing men in this way like i guess i'll I'll use you as a prime example like you look at all these men and you're like oh so attractive like oh i love him oh oh i (laughs) love like their physique yeah their physique and and just like their characters like i've watched you know full metal alchemist for example there's men on that show yeah but i'm you know there's you're not looking at any of them and like thirsting over them (laughs) and it's like all of the men in these mappa shows are like all the women are thirsting for them, <laughs> and it's not something that I've ever seen before. <laughs> they all have an, this essence. Yes. It's like this, like, it's not just the look. It's like how they carry themselves. That's what it is. It's the way it's that the they swagger. carry themselves. It's like the power they give off or like even like the femininity that they give off or like the vulnerability that they give off or like, it's just like, yeah, it's just like the way of being that it's like, yeah, Gojo, oh my gosh. <laughs> like everything about him. It's not just his physique. Because I mean, he's like, he's just like a, he's kind of like a scrawny man, you know? He's kind of like just like tall and like lanky. Like, Gojo from yeah. Jujutsu Kaisen? Yeah. Yeah. But it's, but everything about him makes him so attractive, you know? Okay, well, everything that you just said, that was my point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I wasn't sure if you were talking about like just their physique or like the way no, they're just animated. Like everything, like, yeah. everything about them. Yeah. As characters. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, all right. So other facts on Yuri on Ice. So Victor, his likeness is based on a real life figure skater named John Cameron Mitchell. Let me show you a picture of him. Like, wow. You kind of see it. Mm. Yeah interesting um yeah so like oh, okay that's kind of neat he's like an actor former figure skater yeah so he's based on uh victor's based on that guy basically did you look up are the programs that the skaters skate to in this show are they like original choreographed yes uh yes they are so wow. they spent four years planning this show wow Kenji Miyamoto is a figure skating choreography, sorry, figure skating choreographer and coach, former competitive ice dancer. He choreographed and performed all of the figure skating for the show, and they even took recordings of his performances to use as the sound effects rather than using stock effects because each routine would have its own specific like skating sounds throughout. Yeah. I literally, as we were watching this, because I was picking up on the sounds of their skates when they would do moves or like when they would do jumps and things like that. And I was like, wow, it's really awesome. They like down to the details of like, we're not just seeing them skate and hearing the music. We're also hearing their skates hit the ice or like glide across the ice. And like, that's awesome. Yeah. There's, there's just, yeah, a certain level of like craftsmanship and like, attention to detail Mm -hmm. in this Mm -hmm. that like you know on the surface you could just be like oh yeah the ice skating anime that depicts a gay relationship but Mm -hmm. then it's like when you really dig into it it's like oh my god there's all these themes of love there's all of this like teaching you about figure skating and like putting in the detail of like having somebody choreograph all of it yeah and get the the sound effects going like and with all all of the music is original yeah it's great has Mappa figured out their like employees wellness stuff? So I want to get I will I will get to that. Okay. Um. Let's talk about let's talk about that. Uh. Closer to the end because okay. I, I have a good segue for that. Sounds good. Um. 
so one one other thing I was going to say, there's a character who is based in Kazakhstan in mm-hmm. this show named Odebek. I love him. Yeah, he is also based on a real life figure skater named Dennis Ten, mm-hmm. um, who is from Kazakhstan. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he did pass away in Aww. 2018, and the creator of the show yeah. um, was like, you know, like I'm super sad to hear that he passed. Like he was a big influence on me on making the show. Like there wouldn't be a Yuri on ice if there wasn't a Dennis 10. Um, so yeah, it's very, it's very sad. Um, so yeah, there's, there is that. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I wanted to point out about like the, the name of the show, like Yuri on ice. Uh, it's like Yuri triple exclamation point on ice. Um, so Yuri is as a genre in japan like in japanese literature manga anime yuri refers to uh something that typically depicts intimate relationships between female characters so sometimes romantic sometimes spiritual relationships but overall just like intimate relationships between female characters um so so wait is like relationships romantic relationships between two women like more okay in Japanese well, culture than so there is a male equivalent called I'm gonna botch pronouncing this but uh, yaoi mm-hmm. y a o i mm-hmm. um, so there's a male equivalent and it's like they kind of translate to like girls love or like boys love mm-hmm. um, so those do exist as like media genres mm-hmm. in the country mm-hmm. um, so it's like it's 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 interesting uh, there it's like there's there's a taboo aspect to it, mm-hmm. but then at the same time, it's like they have specific media with specific names that fit into that like specific mm-hmm. subgenre mm-hmm. Um, that like people do experience, and people like also like like to consume this stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's interesting. I guess like juxtaposition of mm-hmm. like cultural norms as but then like cultural media mm-hmm. um yeah so in this case it's not called yaoi on ice but it's it's called yuri on ice and you know the characters aren't female but they are men who are like kind of i don't know feminine in a sense they share a very intimate relationship so that's to me probably like aside from the fact that you've got you know yuri who from japan and yuri in Russia as like two different characters named Yuri. Um, to me, that was kind of like, that's why it's called Yuri mm-hmm. on ice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, all right. Some other facts. So this was named by Crunchyroll as one of the top 25 anime of the 2010s. Yes. Uh, it had the highest combined sales for a TV anime in 2016. So things like Blu-rays and the like. Love that. Uh, very popular in the figure skating community and skaters actually performed two songs from the show at the 2018 Winter Olympics in Pyeongchang in Korea. Nice. Yeah. Uh, right. And it was a very big hit in Japan. Uh, so... Now we're going to get into kind of a, a greater, bigger topic. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was a big hit in Japan, and it came out in 2016. They announced a movie in 2017 called mm-hmm. Yuri on Ice the Movie 
ice adolescents. Um, and I know you were like, is there going to be more of this? I want to see more. So they didn't. Yeah, they announced a movie in 2017. It was scheduled for 2019. Then it got delayed. Then the pandemic happened. And people are kind of like unclear. Like, is this still happening? Is there going to be more Yuri on Ice? There is, I did look it up, there is an official website for this movie that says, like, we are still working on it. And it's being worked on by MAPPA. Um, but in 2013, in June, I believe, the CEO of MAPPA made comments that, like, the show doesn't make them a ton of money, so it's tough to say what will happen. Um, but as I said, like, the official website's still there. The show was never, like, officially canceled, so it's still left open whether there could be a second season. Um, but overall, like, the sense that I got is that you should probably blame Jujutsu Kaisen. <laughs> no! It's like, don't blame my favorite anime for stopping my other favorite anime. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love them both. I need them both to exist. Right. So, like, MAPPA as an anime studio, if you're, not, if you're not in the know, they have been just working on seemingly everything recently. Yeah. So yeah. they worked on the final season of Attack on Titan. They worked on Jujutsu Kaisen. They did do Yuri on Ice way back when. They worked on the second season of Vinland Saga. Um as well as just like a number of other things. They have been very busy just cranking stuff out and it's like, how? And it's been a very big thing going on in the industry recently with the second season of Jujutsu Kaisen coming out that animators who are working on the show have been speaking up saying that their working conditions are like incredibly unhealthy. There's way too much pressure. They're finishing episodes like an hour before they go yeah, live. It's wild. I was telling my mom about it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> My mom knows nothing about anime. And I was like, mom, they are doing these episodes before they come out. She was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I know, girl. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. So, like, they are so, their hands are so tied with all these different projects because, like, the CEO of the company is really trying to, like, take on more projects that they can chew yeah than they can chew and just to really like try and turn mappa into like a force in the industry which, which they like, already are it already is yeah yeah, yeah. it's like um, maintaining that at this it's point like now they have such a, a they set the bar so high yeah. right? they have to like work so hard to to keep it that way right and it's it's interesting for us to be talking about yuri on ice like at this time because yeah it, that yuri on ice kind of was like their first it wasn't their first project, but it was like kind of the, the first like bigger buzz project that they worked on. Mm -hmm. And they'd only been around for like four years at that point. And it took them four years to make Yuri on Ice. Mm -hmm. So now it's like, I just read that Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, which is the movie that they made, um, that's like a prequel to the show. The most animated films like films get made between, you know, four to seven years to get made. They, the, I, this still blows my mind, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero was completed in four months. What? Yeah. Oh, those poor animators. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 
That um, should be illegal. Right. <laughs> and it's so it's like it's this big thing of like, well, hey, like, look, you know, we just made a movie, a feature length movie in four months. And, and now, it was fantastic. And it I was fantastic. Yeah. Like, look at how good it is. Um, you know, you don't need to be spending your money developing these movies for four to seven years. We'll do it for you in four months. And so it's just like an incredibly unsustainable um, business model. And I did read that this came up on my news feed the other day. Uh, the chief animation director of Jujutsu Kaisen Zero took to Twitter a few days ago to basically say the anime industry only has a few years left before it just outright collapses because like what is going on right now is incredibly unsustainable. Yeah. The companies aren't focusing on training their staff. Like... Um, you know, like bringing in new people, training them, like building a career as an animator and like, yeah, training their staff with like learning new techniques, like helping them grow. Um, they are not focused on that at all. They're just focused on getting the content made one way or another. So if people don't want to like get paid to work in these horrible working conditions, then the companies are just outsourcing the work to animators that they can find on Twitter rather than oh focusing gosh. on their own staff. Yeah, that was like, whoa. So it's like, you know, get it, paying people who will do the job for nothing yeah. uh, with experience and like whoever can get it done for the cheapest, like that's who will have get it done. And it's like, it's all just focused on money and not the people who are actually like the backbone of the industry. Which I'm like, I'm so surprised. I'm so surprised that like, the content that has been coming out especially with this new season of jujitsu kaisen that it has been such amazing quality especially if that's what they're doing because you would think there would be so much like inconsistency in the way the episodes are animated and like the way it looks and everything like that if you're just reaching out to any old animator through twitter like right. that like there's no way there's no way like how how are we still getting the quality right like yeah and it's it's wild like the it's almost like the signs were always there like i i don't know i i don't know if i mentioned this earlier but i'll just repeat it um yuri on ice had the most key animators of any other show that uh that season of like 48.5 animators per episode that was like five more on average than the other next highest uh show at the time in that season which like yeah 48.5 key key animators um like like it broke that record uh t you know in 2016 and it's like you know it, it almost feels like to some degree like maybe you know that show got really noticed because of all of the hard work that was put into it and now they're saying like hey we want to be that hard work studio but also do it for a fraction of the price um it's just like there's there's just no way mm -hmm. that's that's so meanwhile it's like your two me. favorite shows i know what the heck all this cognitive dissonance I know. First Squid Game. Now this. I know. I know. I know. Why? It's hard to be a consumer in today's day and age. Oh my god! It's being hard. so aware. Literally, it's hard to exist. Honestly. Fair. <laughs> There's so much going on. Um, but yeah, it's it's that's. Uh, I really hope. I really hope something changes. I hope that you know now that now that this is 
out there. Yeah, people are talking people, about it. Yeah, it's on people's minds. Um, they keep talking about like an indefinite delay coming to Jujutsu Kaisen season two because there's only I think five more episodes, maybe four more episodes left, and it's like every week we're like, is it is it coming out? Is it gonna happen? And the, but then it comes out like the episode arrives on time mm. as scheduled i mean there have been some delays but yeah. it's like oh we're gonna air it in japan on thursday but then it'll go up on streaming on friday and mm-hmm. it's like whoa goodness like oh a delay like yeah. and they they make that announcement like it's like a big deal that like oh yeah you're like it won't be on streaming until friday but it's like in today's day and age, with so much content available to me, like I do not care Literally. if something gets delayed by a day. I think there's there's probably like huge financial ramifications of them doing yeah. that. Like probably at the core of it that like they're not happy about. Yeah. But like for me as a consumer, like I I do not care. I don't need it to come out at this regular cadence. I just yeah. want it to be good. Same. And like take a whole take a whole few months off, you know? Like TV shows, TV shows on like cable network like channels they'll do like you know part of the season in january through whatever take a little break and then come back later in the fall and it's like do that i don't care i can wait a few months just like one employees first like make sure they're taken care of and then two make sure the the show's good (laughs) like yeah do what you gotta do i don't um there's like a famous quote and everybody whoever says this quote um usually botches it and i'm gonna keep that uh theme going by botching this quote but uh shigeru miyamoto who um is like well known for being like the creator of mario and zelda uh he has this quote where he basically at the core of the quote is that he's saying like a rushed game is forever bad um but you know one that is good like is good forever like you if you take your time on making something like it will last forever mm-hmm. but something that you rushed just to get out like it will always be bad yeah yeah and it, like i mean in this case like yeah they're russian and it's great but like you hear you know episode 17 like oh it was only they were only 30% done with it and then they but they still had to put it out in order to put it out on time and it's like okay well that was like the most amazingly animated thing i've ever seen in my entire life what do you mean that was only 30% done mm-hmm. so like part of it is almost like maybe their standards are like way <laughs> too high but um, no i feel like i feel like like sure it looks great even when it's 30% done, but like give them the time to, yeah. cause I'm sure I would love it to see what that looks like. What, yeah. what it's supposed to be at a hundred percent. Exactly. Exactly. I want to rewatch that episode right now. It was just so fantastic to look at. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, it's an art, right? You need the time. You need time to craft the art. Why but, rush it? Right. But then, if the story is still fully conveyable with what they had at 30%, then like if you're the studio, the people behind the money of the studio, like it's almost, that's like negative reinforcement. Like, Oh, you know, it's fine. It came out 
at 30%, not at the full artistic vision, but it still got the job done. Yeah. Like that seems, that seems problematic. Yeah, but we deserve better. We deserve more than just it got the job done. No, I agree. <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah. And I'm sure, I'm sure the animators, like we see it and we're like, oh, well, it still looks great. But I'm sure the animators, they knew exactly what they would have done had they had the time. And I bet you it sucks to see your work out there unfinished. Yeah. And like you're sitting there probably watching it like, oh, I wish I'd, I wanted to do this thing or like that thing is a mistake and maybe no one notices it. But like you see it because it's your baby. You've been working really hard on it. Like that's got to suck. Oh my God. I'd be devastated. Yeah. That being said, like it's really putting me in the mood to watch it. I'd rewatch it right now. Are we behind on episodes? Yeah, we're like two episodes behind. We need to watch it. I would go back and rewatch that last episode. I re- I rewatch the whole season. I would love to. Oh, that's the true. Whole yeah, season. no, I, I, we probably will. Because it started out way different than how it ended up. Right, but it's been consistently great. It was like a whole different whole show. Time. I yeah. know. I know. Oh my gosh, it's just too good. All right. Well, those those are all the notes I had on Yuri on Ice. Anything else that you'd like to say before we move on? Just that I loved it so much, and it's like now my new favorite show ever. And you're gonna rewatch it every Christmas season. Yep, I'll probably rewatch it even when it's not Christmas. Wow. Because I just loved it that much. Wow. Yep, it's so good. The um, the whole reason I watched it the first time was pretty random. I went to Dolores Park in San Francisco with my friend to like have a picnic with some of his friends. Mm-hmm. And some of us got talking about anime and his friend who like I had never met this woman before, but she was like, oh, like what anime do you like, Parker? And I was like, oh, I think the best one I've seen is Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I was like, what about you? And she was like, I think my favorite one is Yuri on Ice. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> that sounds whack. And she's like, no, trust me. Like it is amazing. So Go watch an episode and like tell me you're not gonna finish it and yeah. so uh yeah so I, I i went home i watched the first episode it immediately grabbed me with the opening theme song yeah and i was like do you oh, like that's yep i'm i'm, I'm watching all of it like it was yeah. it was the very clear and immediate like yep that's 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 happening yeah and look where it got us i know normally you're like having to be like have you watched episodes yet have you have you seen anything we should watch it we should and i'm like yeah yeah we'll get to it i'll watch it i'll watch it and this time i was like i'm watching it without you because i want to keep watching yeah (laughs) and you were like you were like what the heck i want to see it i'm like no you're not home i'm watching it (laughs) (laughs) like i don't care i need more i need to see it yeah i I also heard that the opening sequence like the opening the title theme song sequence for Yuri on Ice. I didn't read this in any of my trivia, but I do remember uh, reading this in like YouTube comments uh, for that for the video uh, of the theme song. Um, it was, I believe, if I'm recalling correctly, it was animated by one person in two weeks. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Goodness. Mappa. Mappa, Mappa. What are we gonna I know, do? No, but you? I and I love that opening sequence though. I know it's permanently embedded in my mind it's great i love it 
All right. Well, anyway, um, if any of that sounds of interest to you, go check it out. Go watch the first episode. Catch it on Crunchyroll. Watch it in Japanese. We st- we started the dub out of curiosity on Funimation. Don't do that. Don't do that. We were not into <laughs> it at all. Go watch it in Japanese with subtitles, uh, and hopefully you love it as much as we do. I'm kind of sad. Nothing will ever be as good as that. Wow. <laughs> I'm like cancel christmas i don't even want to do any more assignments oh my god that one was just too good well i'm glad you let me assign it to you yeah we were like not even sure if it fit the theme i know look it's like it's changed your life it literally has it was everything i needed (laughs) all right let's get into next week's assignments all right. Do you want to go first? Uh, yes, I am going to go first. Uh, no surprise. I am assigning you the holiday. The holiday is a rom com from like 2010. I know the one I've started so many times and can't get past yeah. the first like Kate five Winslet, minutes. Cameron Diaz, <laughs> Jude Law, Jack Black. It's great. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a good movie. Like it is. Yeah, I, you'll be surprised. I think you'll be surprised. I'm not trying to like hype it up too much yeah. but like our local theater is actually playing it in theaters and so we were debating well i was debating if i should go watch it in yeah, the theaters I've, I've got a meet up that night yeah but we'll see um cool all right i'm gonna give you and we'll see how this goes i'm gonna give you the best man holiday so last a few weeks ago i watched the best man because i knew that i wanted to assign you best man holiday yeah yeah, yeah. but i was like oh it's been a minute since i watched the first one and i need that context because i needed to provide you the context yeah i would i didn't like watch the best man you didn't though, but I, I did i did watch the end of it yes. so i feel and you explained ex- all of yeah. the ins and outs of all the different relationships i feel like Correct. i'm up on the best man verse okay cool so we're gonna give you best man holiday see how it goes if i got a kind of give you more of the context that's then, fine yeah. that's fine i mean you probably will while we're watching it just to make sure I'm, i might have questions <laughs> honestly i might have questions oh no there's so okay. many characters gotcha i know but um but yeah but i'm excited to to watch this all right cool so next week we have the holiday and the, the best, best man, man holiday, holiday. <laughs> cool yep sounds good i think every every week this year the word holiday will be in something <laughs> no, my, my next, my last Christmas assignment it does not have the word holiday. Mine does. Well. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we will catch you next week for the uh, annual Christmas swap, uh, holiday swap, <laughs> holiday swap week two, which yes. will be the holiday and the best man holiday. We'll catch you then. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Be sure to like, subscribe, whatever, comment, whatever you feel like doing. Uh, We're just here to have fun. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.